And welcome, everyone, to the Circle Debate Podcast Top 5 Picks of the Weeks here on Circle Debate. So we have our next Top 5 Picks of the Week, which is right behind me. It is none other than Top 5 Best High-Flying Finishers. That's right. Because there was a lot of incredible, phenomenal finishers uh, that, wow, I mean, who would expect that a high-flying move such aerobatic will be a finishing move uh you know you have your you know your you know your normal you know grudge finisher like a stunner the rock bottom like a you know or a slam or power driver but this is different this is now from the third top rope that it's an actual finishing move so uh, you know very 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 an intrigue to hear here are my brothers from another mother's. Once again, my apologies to the whole Stevie's one I can see here with Mr. 69 himself because he's Mr. 69 reasons, answers. He has questions too. And 69 thoughts and because he likes to rhyme. Because he likes to shine. He is Mr. Mr. 69, Matt Callis, ladies and gentlemen. And of course I have the man who is the most valuable podcaster who is also the undefeated, the undisputed, the unmatched, the unrivaled, and the uncensored by God because he is the God of podcasting. Money, most violent podcaster, Lopez. That's right. Here we go. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead. So actually, you're going to start with Money Mike because he wanted to go ahead and first get it out of the way. So we're going to go ahead and let Money Mike get his top five. Best high-flying finishers. Take it away. Absolutely. Yes. So thank you. Um, top five best high-flying moves finishers. Uh, there Again, yes, like how Ivan was saying, there are a lot of great moves. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to have a finisher, and it's going to be a finisher from the top rope, it's got to be impressive. Um, so here's my list. At number five, I like, I really enjoy this move. I And, and it feels like this move is somewhat something that a lot of people can do, but the way that this guy does it is really, really cool. Uh, and that's the phenomenal forearm. Ooh, okay. AJ Styles, man. Um, is it if is it just a forearm? Yes, but it's phenomenal because AJ Styles delivers it that way. And uh, honestly, one um there was this occasion where he and Randy Orton were having an exchange and uh, he hopped on the top rope as if to deliver the move, but then he jumped back down and Orton thought he was going to get him with an RKO, but he didn't. So uh, that always stands out to me, but yeah, phenomenal forearm. I always enjoy that one. That's in my top five. Uh, Number four, the red arrow. Oh, hack or Neville, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, this guy. Whew, the, yeah, I could. I've accepted that I can never do this move in my life, and I'm okay with that because this is just hard to do. I would imagine um, it, it takes a special kind of athlete to do this, and uh, yeah, he's able to do it. Red Arrow, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Pretty cool. Number three, and this is more of an iconic uh, finisher, right? <laughs> um, and that, that's the Swanton Bomb. It, for me, 
you know, growing up watching the TLC matches and, and Jeff Hardy just throwing himself off the ladder and uh, throwing himself off the top rope and, and doing the swanton bomb. And he, the way he does it is very, um, it, it's, it's unique in the way that he throws himself and right before landing, he does the turn. Yes. You, you see, you, he turns yes. his head and he, he goes there. Um, he finishes the move, like kind of like a last split second. And it, it's beautiful to see, you know, it, it's wrestling at its finest. It's high flying at its finest. Uh, so number three. Number two, shooting star press. There's been many people that have done it. And yeah, uh, there, each person that has done it adds a grace to it and they add uh, a flavor to it, including even Brock Lesnar. And, you know, we saw, we saw what happened at WrestleMania 19, but he, he, knew, he knows how to do that move. And, you know, I, I, I've seen, I actually have seen him do it prior to that. Um, so, yeah, you know, even a guy at his size to be able to do something like that is pretty impressive. Uh, but there's also like Evan Bourne or Sammy Guevara and, you know, countless others that have been able to do this move and, and deliver it so awesome. Uh, so, yeah, Shooting Star Press. It's a classic. It'll never go out of style. Uh, so top, number two. Number one. My number one favorite high-flying finisher is from Rob Van Dam. And it's the five-star frog splash. Yeah, man. It's like he delivers it. And it's in in the execution, the excellence of execution, right? As Bret Hart would say. That Rob Van Dam hits it. He just does the frog thing and then lands and holds his midsection. And you know that it hurts. And like, you know, it's the, the, the... the selling of the that it hurts him too, but he does it and you know all that. So it, everything about this move by him specifically is awesome, and that's my favorite high flying finisher. Uh, I know I'm well aware that Dilo Brown, Eddie Guerrero, and others have done this move uh, before him and after him, but to me, uh, my favorite is Rob Van Dam's version. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, two honorable mentions, and this is from Alexa Bliss. I particularly like her Twisted Bliss finisher. Yeah, she does the the hand thing, <laughs> jumps off, and then she twists right midair, lands on her opponent. Uh, that's one of that's always been a finisher that stands out to me, and uh, I, I I enjoy that one very much as well, and. Second honorable mention, this is not necessarily something that happens often or that this wrestler did often, but when he did, he saved it for very, very special occasions, and that's the top rope angle slam. Oh, He did it a few times. Yes. He did it a few times, and, and the one that stands out to me is the one in King of the Ring 2001. Against Shane McMahon. Against Shane McMahon. He had the board <laughs> there, and you know, he went up there, angle slam. I believe that's how the match finished. Um, yeah. It, or he also did it with Benoit. He also did it with others. Um, yeah. He, you, he saved that for those moments. And and I feel like that's 
something that uh, a good finisher is, you save it for, you know, for those moments, right? So, yeah, that's my second honorable mention, and there's my list. That is awesome. I loved it. I love it, Leo. Just so I loved it. All right. You know, I'm going to save you the best for last, Matt Callis. I'm going to get mine out of the way. Because Mike just opened up a can of worms that I just remembered. I'm like, yes, I just remember a lot of things. And the, I'm gonna... the penguin is patient. Yes. <laughs> Ivan, Love Mike, it. you want to say hi to the penguin? <laughs> Gods hi, among insects. <laughs> but all right. So I'm going to get my top five. I'm going to go old school here because I love old school and I enjoy it a lot. But that's, of course... My number five, he's old school, and I love it because it was so effective. And I was excited when I used to see him, how he did it back in the days. And that is, of course, oh, yeah, the macho, the elbow drop. That elbow, the flying elbow, macho man is my instant classic favorite. I loved it. So that was another great uh, finishing that I swear, I, I – I remember, I, I forgot what match was it that he did it so many times with someone, and then, yeah, it took him that long to beat that individual. I think it was Ricky Steamboat. Not WrestleMania 3, but other matches he had prior before. Uh, even him, when he won the WWF title from Ted DiBiase, WrestleMania 4, I was stoked and excited to see him win that belt. Uh, when he hit that elbow drop, oh, man. Macho has, Macho underrated of his high-flying, you know, abilities. And he was actually, you could say, a pioneer for it, for the American stuff. Uh, so, you know, Macho, that elbow drop, yeah. And, to, you know, people to this day idolizes him. Uh, Bailey, CM Punk uses it, you know. So that's, it, you know, it's great that they pay, you know, tribute to the, the great, great Macho for that nice elbow drop. That's right. Number really, four. Did huh? he deliver that as Bonesaw? Yes. Yes, Spider-Man, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. He, yes, he did. <laughs> Number four, I actually enjoyed this other instant classic old school finishing because it was effective uh, during the time. And two people, I could say, that use it as their finishers and actually won great instant classic matches with them. And that's from the top rope leg drop. The Alabama drop, the Alabama slam, not Alabama drop, I think it was called. I forgot. It was another term for it that they called it. Uh, and that one was uh, Bobby Eden. You know, pay kudos to Bobby Eden, who has that, who will use that. And if you go back and, you know, YouTube Bobby Eden matches, him versus Ric Flair, classic match. Bobby Eden is uh, a legend in the books that I enjoyed very, very much to see. And as well, Brian Christopher, another legend, RIP. He used that too as his, you know, as his finisher. When, yes, too cool. Before the too cool became baby faces, you remember when they were the heel too cool when he finally met Scotty Too Hotty. Uh, so I remember that, and uh, man, I enjoyed it. Like Brian Christopher and I would say, and, and Bobby Eden were the two greats who did the, you know, the top rope leg drop. I know it's another word to it, but I, I forgot. I don't know if it's, the, it's not the Alabama drop or the, the rocket launcher. No, it was something else. They had another term for it, the slob drop or something like that. I forgot. Something like that. They had to do something with the Mideast. But I don't remember what it, Midwest, excuse me. But I don't know what it was. But I'm going to have to look back. If you guys know, comment right below. Let me know because I'm you know, brain fart here. 
but I know there's another term for that finisher. But I like that finisher too. I even tried it on myself on some women. Yeah, that shit hurts me too. I don't think it hurts the opponent. It hurts me. It hurts as well as the one delivering it. Number three, of course, will have to be the shooting star press. But Billy Kidman's flowing shooting star press because that one is like he didn't have to do that extra sprint to jump and do it. He just flowed with it, and he did. And I loved how he did it. Remember? Yes. And then he did it great. I enjoyed it. Um, Especially when him did it, you know, besides the WCW, but also the WWE at the time, uh, during you know his his run, I especially the one on Chavo. That's when we talked about the under. Go back to our archives when we talked about our top five underrated, you know, feuds, which is you know, there you go, Billy Kidman. That's one of them. They they could have used and moved forward with that, but this finisher was effective and and he flew with it. Number two, number two, because it was introduced to me and I actually fell in love with it. And I'm like, damn, this is the only guy who does it that I remember um, as using as a finisher. And that is the Phoenix Splash from Hayabusa. Mm-hmm. So Hayabusa, if we go back, FMW days, that was his finishing move finisher finisher and i loved it i actually loved that one a lot um when i was introduced to that i was like oh man wow amazing you know uh from there now we start to see people doing it now uh you know people who are not familiar with phoenix splash is uh pretty much like a mixture of the 450 splash but it's like you're turning your whole body around and then doing the 450 so that's the Phoenix Splash when it was first introduced. I, I remember that. Uh-huh. The, I think where people have seen it recently is Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, and Kenny Omega used it on John Moxley in that in the yes. Lights Out match. Yes, and he landed on wood. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh. He landed on wood. Oh my God! Yes, I remember that. Am I number one? Ember Moon's The Eclipse. Ooh. The Eclipse. I have not seen, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but a woman using a top floor, a top rope, you know, you know, into like an RK almost like a stun stutter. I have not seen that. Not for the males either. I could correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen. I've never seen it from a male. But the way how Ember Moon's done it, Jesus. Man, she did it right. And I loved it. It just, Oh man, I, I, fuck you, Jordan, John Orlinus. Fuck you too, Vince. You idiots for letting letting her go. I hope she, I hope she goes somewhere that I will be so happy for her. I want to see that move again. Damn it! But yes, the eclipse from Ember Moon was incredible, and I loved it how she hit it on every other woman. I think she did it on the guy too, but I have to go back and look at it. But man. Gotta give it to Ember Moon. That's my number one. Honorable mentions. I will mention another woman whose finisher was underrated, but never really. Um, and that was she was the only one that I know that used it. And that's Molly Go Around, Molly Holly. 
I mean, you guys remember that move, Molly go around, Molly Holly, when she did it. So, yes, she was the one that I was like, okay, it shocked me, caught me off guard, but I enjoyed that finisher. And uh, great time for her. And I think she was one of the first ones in Attitude ever to kind of have that type of high five finisher. I don't remember anybody else in that women's division that had one as a high flying that I remember. Probably just Lita, but that's it with the moonsault. But, I mean, Molly, there were only two at that time during their primes. I think Trish just had the Bulldog. Jazz had her, her powerbomb, I believe it was. Um, China just had, like, also powerbomb, too, or the pedigree. Ivory had, like, a slam. So, yeah, you know, it was a whole different era at that time. But, Molly, I got to give it to you, man. Great move. And my second honorable mention, of course, Mike had it as his number one. But... This is the frog splash, but my favorite version of this frog splash was the lowdown. D-Lo Brown, baby. D-Lo Brown, that's right. D-Lo Brown. You can't go wrong with that because D-Lo's, if you, if you look at it again, D-Lo's Brown's uh, lowdown is... We're talking about the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> but D-Lo, oh my God, now... You don't want me to play that song now. I'm gonna have you to gotta play shake it. your head. You gotta shake it. Let's talk about the oh, real thing. Let's talk about the real deal now. Oh man, I love that theme song. Great theme song, by the way. But yes, the way how he did it was just like an impactful frog special. You see how he put his hands within, and then when the time he comes out, he lands on it. And look at it, his legs, how he's they're sprinted out, and the way how he's just like an actual frog, you know, like. Shit. Uh, I mean, much respect to RBDs and Eddie Guerrero's, but I think, man, I think this was like the one that is like, whoa, something different. And, th- and the way how Dilo did it was like scary, man, because it, it looked like it was, you could just hear the impact of it. Like, oh, but he did it right, man. I got to give it to Dilo. Dilo Brown stood low down. That is my top five high fly finishers. Got to save a course. The best for last. Of course, Mr. 69 himself, because he's gonna give you his 69 reasons of why he has his top five. I've got I've got 69 reasons. <laughs> you know, the ping the penguin has you know his taste, but I don't know. So so my number five. This, this, they've taken the 450 to another level. They added some more spins to it. It's like act, adding two more chambers in the revolver. And folks, we got the 630. The 630. So much. So much. Number four. I'm going to, I'm actually going to run through my top five pretty quick, but I've got pretty interesting honorable mentions because those are curveballs. So number four. The Stardust Press from Tetsuya Naito. Oh, yes. Stardust Genius. It's like a moonsault. It's like a combination of a moonsault and a Phoenix Splash. It's a little bit of both. That move was great, actually. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Number three. It's something where great minds think alike, Ivan. I'm going with the Phoenix Splash. And I have much love to Hayabusa, but I didn't get introduced to this move until Ko- I saw Kota Ibushi using it. Mm. And I think Kota Ibushi very used a lot of Phoenix imagery 
in his tights and his wear. And I know that's like a tribute to Hayabusa. I don't know how well he knew him while he was alive or if he knew him when he was younger or a trainee under him. But there had to be some kind of inspiration between Hayabusa to Kota Ibushi, you know, with that Phoenix Splash. I saw Kenny Omega use it, you know, like I mentioned earlier. Number two, Mike, great minds think alike. It's the red arrow slash black arrow. The funny thing is when I first saw this, I wasn't regularly watching NXT. The person who told me about this room was our old friend, Jeff Carpenter, JT star told us, he told me about it while I was uh, an extra on a TV. We were an extra on a TV show and he was just telling me, I was talking about how much I liked the, 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 how much I love the shooting star press. And I was talking to him about, talking to him about it and he was telling me well i know about this new guy neville and it is so beautiful it's called the red arrow and then we watched it and my two friends watching it with me who had never watched wrestling before saw this move and they're like uh matt i think i need to start watching some wrestling (laughs) both of them both of them just from seeing that alone my number one all right you guys want to you guys want a curveball you guys ready for it? Who, who's got the glo- the mitt? I'm reeling up. Let's do this. Who caught it? Who got it? <laughs> it split into two and hit both of you. How'd that happen? It bounced off. That's what happened. <laughs> My number one is the shooting star leg drop of Jason Cross. Oh, Impact. my God. I fucking forgot about that one. It's in one of the places you could see it, you know, he had a match and impact against AJ Styles, Jason Cross. And then it was used later on in TNA from by another wrestler named Flip Casanova. So it's, it's a lot of, I wish I kind of want to see more of this move nowadays, to be honest, because it's, I couldn't imagine you could take the shooting star press up a notch, just add a little bit more spices on it. Bam! Kick it up a notch with Emerald. <laughs> kick it up a notch. So my, th- I've got three honorable mentions. These are sidewinders. I got Ooh. sidewinder missile launching like, <laughs> boom. <laughs> my third honorable mention. Jerry the King Lawler top rope fist. Oh, okay, that's classic. That's classic. Put the, putting the crown on him because you talked about. You know, Macho Man with the elbow. You know, some people are not low. You know, Jerry the King Lawler gets love for his like technical stuff and his psychology, but he's got a he's got a pretty good, you know, top rope move. And the funny thing is, I've got a very interesting person who also uses this move. You won't expect it, and that is Kenny Omega's Japanese pop star friend Matsui Jirina of AKB48. In the Tofu Wrestling K-Drama, where she faces Nyla Rose, uh, she she tried to do this move a few times on Nyla Rose, but she deflected it, you know, but she does the top rope fist, and that's her main finisher. In that in drama, Tofu Wrestling, she's known as Hollywood Jarena, and she wears a feathered boa, just like Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So <laughs> oh it's the same kind of deal. She she even does a Rainmaker in another episode, too. It's It's pretty... It's a really good series. Cameo from Nyla Rose. 
keep in mind she's called debbie kong in one one episode and and nyla rose in her interview with uh chris jericho on the chris jericho podcast she talks about her experience like being on that show you know and wrestling in japan and like how she puts together matches with girls in japan is she uses barbie dolls as her translators really oh, yeah shit. that's what nyla rose that's what nyla rose did while she was in japan like when she when she tagged with uh Venny or when she you know uh, did stuff in in any of the other smaller promotions she uses like ba the barbie doll translators and speaking of joshi wrestlers uh you know i the i've got my number two honorable mention guillotine leg drop we've seen rio mizunami using that guillotine leg drop from the top rope and it's a move I definitely want to see a lot more of. It, if I'm not mistaken, was it Grandmaster Sexy using that move? Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah. that was well, yeah, Bobby Eden and, and Grandmaster. Yeah, okay, but yeah, real yeah, she does it very well too. Bringing it back, you know. Yeah, they're bringing it back. I mean, that as much as people think it's not effective, I think it, for me it is. It's like, man, just think about it. You're, you're coming off the top rope. You're dropping a whole pack of the part of your leg to land on a person's neck or face. Yeah, it's effective. It's, it's not like Hulk Hogan's where he's just like, he, you get a little bit more airtime and more, you know, one thing you can't fake when Sylvester Stallone was facing Hogan in the Rocky movie, you cannot fake gravity. He was feeling all the weight of Hulk Hogan's leg on it. So imagine all the weight of real Mizunami's leg coming down on your head. My God. Mm -hmm. can't, you can't say that's not painful. That is painful. Are you guys ready for my number one honorable mention? This is the craziest curveball I've ever thrown. I'm going to throw it from space. Like, <laughs> boom. You guys ready? Go for it. The money shot from Val Venus. Oh, shit. Hello, ladies. <laughs> or, or uh, uh, what was it? Chief of Staff Morley. Dun, 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 dun. He, he was still doing the hand thing. Like, I, I kind of like, I think Chief of Staff Morley is kind of like an underrated heel. I kind of want somebody like that who's like, like he has such a flamboyant hand move and finisher, but yet he's like a corporate, you know, douchebag, you know, like the, your boss at work kind of thing or the assistant manager at a job that you don't like. And I'm like, wow, that's such a cool... I kind of like that that as a as a as a villain, you know. That's a that's that's somebody you can enjoy feuding with for a minute, you know. Like if I was like some some ninja heel, I'd probably want that to be my my. I mean, if I was like a ninja baby face with like a katana or whatever from outer space, I'd want that to be my heel, mm. you know. The money shot. Dun, 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 dun. So it's interesting that out of everybody's, you know, body splash, Val Venus is the one that really, the money shot is more effective. Than... Yeah. Well, the money shot, because, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Tanahashi gets more than enough love. This is like stuff that doesn't get that. This is kind of like, you know, I'm kind of hearkening back, you know, some, some fond memories, more or less. Tanahashi has the high flight flow. You know, Eddie Guerrero has his frog splash. Rob Van Dam, much love to him. But, uh, you know, the money shot, he, you know, and he, he, he shakes the hips while he, like, right before he goes down. <laughs>
I'm gonna use that move, even though, like, if I was a wrestler and my gimmick didn't even match with it, and I did it, it would, it would get so many laughs. Like, imagine if I was, like, a serious demon of some kind. Like, I was, like, you know, imagine if I was, like, the demon Finn Balor, and then that was my finisher. And I even do the ship hip shaking in the hand. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine that. <laughs> Everybody will be like, the heck is this? <laughs> and then I do the worm too. <laughs> like Darby Allen doing the worm or something like that. <laughs> oh man. I love this. I love it. I love it. Alright, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, for our top five picks week. I uh, will be back doing the top five. And I think we're, we need to push this one because it's almost the end of the year, so we're almost there. But we at least got to do our top five season three of Dark Side of the Ring um, episodes. So we got to do that one for sure. And of course, we do have another one to do, which we got to do with the director. And that's uh, top five Lucha Underground moments for him because he wants to do Lucha Underground moments. And then, of course, we still, by before the end of the year, we got to do another one, our top five. You know, best moments of 2021 before we enter into 2022. So we have a lot more. And also want to throw out this idea that we sh I will save this for our brother Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. He gave this one we should do, which is a great idea. And that is our top five best opening matches for pay-per-views or for, you know, for either... Um, I, I say for pay-per-views, we should do it. Top five opening matches for pay-per-views. That doesn't sound like a bad idea. We have a lot more coming. And don't forget, we got a lot more coming for 2022. A lot more we got to do. Keep an eye on that, ladies and gentlemen. And once again, I want to thank all of our audio platform listeners for listening in. Uh, for our show, we top five picks of the week. Back with another one. So keep an eye on that. Hopefully and another one. And another one. And another one. And another, another one. one. And another one. <laughs> and another one. And another one. <coughs> oh my god. <clears throat> but yes. Uh, yes, I know. And another one. There you go. <laughs> but yes, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. It's the host devious one I can see. Here with Mr. Six Nine, Matt Callis, and of course the Five God of Podcasting Money Mike Lopez. Thank you guys a wow, choose and let Mr. Callis let you know what we do here on the COD channel. We don't make podcasts. We make animal pals, animal pals, animal pals, animal pals, animal pals, animal pals. Animal pals. <laughs>